Storm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me, as always, is Ben Slinger. I am here on this podcast. Mm, that's very good. Mm, what were convenient. you doing Uh I think let's keep the click pitch train a-rolling. Sounds good to me. Good. <laughs> yes. Oh, that's no good. Hmm? Just crashed. Uh-oh. Podcast uh, over. It's restarted it. Let's see what oh, happens. Fuel. Podcast saved. And it's back. <laughs> um, hey, Trevor, what's Click Pitch? Click Pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us on the count of three to one click. We're going to go into our Discord bot. Get a hopefully get a word, a single word, a noun, and we're going to take those words, throw them at each other, and see how good a game design that comes out of it. And when it doesn't work, we throw it away, do it again, and I don't know, bullshit for 30 minutes, and then yeah, something like that. Yeah, something Along like that. Lines. Three, two, one click. Cardboard endorsement. Ooh, cardboard and endorsement. Now mm. I'm. I'm almost imagining like a mayoral race, something okay. or a local government where you're putting like those cardboard signs on people's lawns. Mm. I think if you if you took it down to like a street that that you're going like lower the stakes even further, that it's like a cul-de-sac or something like that. It's like your um Home ownership, your home owners association, like election yeah. or something for the president of the HOA on your little street. There's literally like 15 and it's got to be an odd number because you need, you need that, that one extra. Mm-hmm. You can't have any, any draws here. It's like 13 so is, or 15, it, something like that. So is this about, is the sort of the progress through the game as you flip each house basically and convince them? To put up your sign instead yeah, of- Yeah, but you, 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 know, you the can't incumbent. just rest on your laurels just because at the, on the first day you got someone to put their, put your sign on their, their door. It doesn't mean that, you know, um, Daryl hasn't given, uh, you know, them a six pack of beer and, and flip yeah. the sign. Like. So is this almost like a social engineering game where. Yeah. It could, it, it's procedurally generated. You get a procedurally generated street. Uh, each person has their sort of various traits, but also their relationships with the other people in the houses. Uh, and they- to, the, to, to the point that like, oh, Jill will definitely vote for whoever Janice votes for, um, because, you know, she listens to everything Janice says, but to convince Janice, we're definitely going to have to like promise to, you know, have a, a barbecue every week in the street or whatever. And and in order to in order to get David on our side, we're gonna return his lawnmower because we still have it from when we borrowed it from the last election when we were trying to clean up our <laughs> like, just open the shed and there's just a pile of tools from every single person in the street. Or it's just property of David written on every single one and it's like if we give him back all his tools. Um But yeah, I think I think then it's it's about unraveling. It's almost like a mist, like a murder mystery, or almost like a, <laughs> almost like a curse of the Oberdin in a way yeah. of of yeah, like figuring out the relationships between all these different people, 
and and untangling it in a way that you can get them all voting for you. Turns out all David really want was for you to get rid of the possum that has been, you know, keeping him awake at night. Like, mm-hmm. if you're able to do that, then he wouldn't be so irate. And then, um, you know, Paula would also be a lot happier because, you know, she, she's been, you know, really, in, really annoyed at David for doing burnouts in the street the whole time. So, right. Kill two birds with one stone sort of thing. Yeah. And if you kill those two birds, then, you know, with that one Fred stone, it's going to be, yeah. 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 Well, you've only got one stone, so maybe you have to borrow another stone or- Yeah. Uh, I mean- It's almost like a- It's almost like a more complicated version. You know those puzzles that are often there in puzzle games where it's like, oh, you- um, You turn this switch on and that turns these three other- Like, toggles these other three. And so, you toggle one of them and it's going to toggle, you know, the two next to it or whatever. It's almost like just figuring out which ones toggle which other ones- because if this person changes, then these other person people will also change because they either do or don't like. Like, we'll either vote along with them or against them. <laughs> exactly. I mean, you could have a big butterfly effect when you get to the end. And yeah. you, know, you think that you flipped that last house and that was the wrong house to flip. That's right. You've almost got to flip the person who is the least influential last. It's like nobody keeps a shit what old Joe down the street's going to vote for. So- I'll just, what it doesn't matter. I'll convince him last and it's not going to affect anyone else. But actually, it turns out he's been running like a secret poker night and- And everyone loves it. Everyone and loves it. And you weren't invited. Yeah. You weren't invited. And, and-, and through the dialogue that you'd gone through, you just hadn't managed to, you know, reveal the details of that. You'd had some bad roles based sevi- on of your his skills. his severe gambling addiction of which, you know- you, yeah, you, you, you knew you 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 determined he had a gambling addiction. You didn't know that the rest of the street was essentially enabling it because they, in, you know, he's got a great poker room and he's easy money. He's yeah, just he's, he's a real he's a real <laughs> he's, shit gambler. He's not good at it. He's not good at it. He's not good at it. Um, but the 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 killer move is actually to flip Daryl's house. Right. Like, if they don't- if they don't vote for Daryl, then- if they don't vote for Daryl, then no one will. Like- <laughs> Right. Daryl still wants to run. You can't convince him, but you can convince his family. Convince his wife. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you get his wife on board. You might have to blackmail her a little, but- No, you can go da- You can go deep you, as well. You've you got- you've got, got those- you got those pictures. you got those pictures. Yeah, I mean, he- She doesn't know they're photoshopped. Or are they? <laughs> um- <laughs> Yeah, I I love that it's it's literally this like doing runs of like how quick can you can you get you know the yeah, majority like, of the houses on to, onto your yeah, side and do a least flip run you know you, you that which by which I mean you have to you talk to everyone to sort of suss out the relationships but you don't convince anyone to flip um, until you figured out that flipping this one person. Will cause the domino effect that everyone will turn. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm just. I mean, it's it's not the greatest part, but the fact that you can actually kidnap Daryl and make sure that he's, um, you know, he's not around to to actually uh, contest yeah, well, the then election you just win like, by default. Yeah. Yeah. And funnily enough, even though like the street is always procedurally generated, it's always Daryl that oh, you're yeah. up against because yeah. uh, every HOA has a Daryl, and they're always the one that you. That you're going up against, um, and Daryl is a is a androgynous name, as we know Daryl Hannah, and like 
Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The, the Daryl each Daryl is randomly generated. Yeah, yeah. It's just always Daryl. Yeah, you just get a randomly generated Daryl. Uh, three, two, one, click. <laughs> randomly generated Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. <laughs> uh, all right, this is always a fun one. Automation. Fix. Okay. I like the idea that every level, the automation is broken. Well, that's and- it. It's uh, unlike it, it, like, unlike something like Satisfactory or, or, um, you know, the other you come one. in and it's not satisfactory until you finish the level and you've made it satisfactory. Well, that's and it. Then you move on. It is an automation game, but you're fixing someone else's satisfactory level, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's you're about- balancing it out yeah. and then you move on to the next one. Yeah. And it's, it's, puzzle- it's about figuring out. Yeah, it's a puzzle figuring out why this automation isn't working. So almost a bit of a incredible machine in a way yeah. where you had like the limited parts. Mm. But it's different because, yes, you start with limited parts. But, of course, if you get this little bit of the factory working, then you can start generating more parts to fix the other bits. And so you kind of have to suss it out and figure out, okay, what's the best order for me here to- What's the best move to actually get through this to get enough, have enough parts? Well, what I love is the idea of, you know, satisfactory. You can do it in multiple ways. You can do spaghetti. Yeah. You know, that's, that's fine for some people. But what if you came into the, into this level and this entire thing? I don't think, I'm thinking, you know, let's just make it effectively satisfactory problems you know you've yeah, got yeah, yeah. Let's- you got belts and all that sort of stuff already already out and you've got to balance the inputs coming in to make sure that the outputs go go right and that's just one of the one of the early things thing is it looks immaculate except mm. you know that you've just got this small little space at the end that you've got to try and fit it all fit oh, all so it's about like, in. it's about being efficient in in building new things okay interesting yeah yeah, that can and be part as, of it. Aesthetic I think you've just- got to be limited. Yeah, you, you've got to be limited in what and maybe either what you can build or where you can build. Because, um, yeah, I like the idea of, okay, you come into this level and you, you're able to build two splitters, upgrade one belt, and, you know, build one extra assembler or whatever. Uh, and you somehow have to, like, make this whole thing work efficiently and it's all it's all stopped up and backed up and- but you can reconfigure some of the existing stuff. So it might be, you know, oh, this thing that's generating iron rods or whatever, or screws and stuff. Actually, like, let's just wrap that around here and change that up a bit. Okay, now we have this selection of stuff and, you know, we, we can make it all go smoother. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. And the fact that you can you can actually go down all these different, different uh, thoughts as to- um, what sort of puzzles you actually get later on in the game. Like, um, <laughs> I kind of like that there'd actually be a community thing out there of, well, if you like, if you like this, you know, I'm just going to put my, put my problem out there and it's just, I mean, you know, you'll on- fix it. Honestly, this game <laughs> could just be a community driven thing where people pass around satisfactory levels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and put limits on what you can build. Um, yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of fun. Um, I guess though, like if you wanted to move away from it actually being essentially satisfactory, you could, you, you know, you could author these things. You might need to yeah. simplify it a little bit. Um, but that, yeah, you're essentially coming into like a factory 
like an actual factory that's that's making products and yeah you just you have these limitations um and you got to you know do some balancing or yeah you know maybe one of the problems is you have all these um uh for some reason all these items have have come down of which you're going to have you know Two of the two of the blue plates and then a red plate. Two of the blue plates, then a red yeah, plate. Yeah, well, you've got to be able to separate that out. I think so that, that sort of thing where it's essentially like something where it's more um, in depth and technical configuration. You know, almost like a Zactronics game or something where you're coming into this existing situation and you're essentially having to debug it. <laughs> it's like that that sort of level of oh, this is. Yeah, configured with these inputs at these rates and this power level or whatever. And so that's going to affect this over here. And all right, if I do this, what happens? Yeah. Um, that's great. That's cool. All right. Three, I like to, one, that. three to one click. Beholding. Shutting. Okay. So my mind instantly went to a beholder from DD. Yeah. Well, I. And they have a lot of eyes, which you could shut. Yes. Well, I was actually thinking, you know, beholding portal, like a a, a portal sort of thing that you've mm-hmm. got to you got to like shut before like too much stuff comes comes flooding through. Right. Um, I know. I'm sort of thinking like of as in creatures coming through. Creatures, creatures coming through. A yeah. Yeah. Um. I know. It just because I think I was. My head was on the on the beholder sort of idea, and then it's like, ooh, shutting and shutting a portal down, mm. so that you know only X number sort of flooded through, and having to clean up the mess. And yeah, well, now that you said clean up the mess, <laughs> well, there's already yeah. a game where you have to clean up after big battles and things. Yeah, um, but I wonder if there's something there around like a more mundane task that comes from. A portal that is spewing demons and creatures into this world. <laughs> oh, they got blood on the carpet. <laughs> yeah, or well, maybe not cleaning though. Just maybe something else that like, are you like a a fucking childcare worker for the kids of the heroes who have to go out and fight them all? Or I don't know, like <laughs> some some sort of some sort of utility that is needed. By this society where they need all these heroes to to fight off monsters, um, and you're 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 a hero in a different way in the fact that you're looking after all their kids while they're out. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Like how are they how are they supposed to fight monsters eight hours a day? Hero crash. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, you're dealing with these kids who are being brought up by you know heroes who are violent and. And bloodthirsty in their own and, ways. And you're trying to teach them how to share. And <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It becomes it becomes these hero babies that you have to have to deal with. And of course, the end of each day when the portal opens, then you know, they that's that's their time to to make sure that, you know, nothing or gets through the, and That's their t- oh, the baby the, the yeah. <laughs> baby heroes. Right. So they they do their own slaughtering of baby uh, monsters or baby demons? Yeah, yeah. Okay, they've got their own portal. Interesting. Yeah. Um. Okay. Always happens to happen at three o'clock on the dot, and then you got two two hours before they get picked up at five to, right. to make sure everything. See. So oh, all right. So you have to have prepared them. 
Yes. They have to have had their nap. Had, so had the nap, be fully fed. Yeah. Uh, sharpened their weapons. Yeah. Yeah. Their Play-Doh weapons. Sh- shared the weapons, you know. Make, make sure- Okay, that- so it's almost a bit of a resource management, plate spinning sort of game where it's like, oh, I'm, I'm chasing after little Gragnor, um, but because I did that, the music turned off and so, you know, Sil- Silifer- <laughs> <laughs> Think of fantasy names. Um, woke up from a nap and is getting cranky, and we can't yeah. have that because everyone is going to wake up and then they're going to be too tired to fight the baby demons that come out of the d- demon portal at three pm. Yep. So, so you give them a pacifier. Yeah, which is a weapon that you made. It's named a weapon. pacifier. Ma- named the pacifier. It has a very soothing effect. Yeah. Yeah. When it you does because it's, over it's the, head. The, the the handle's made of soft cotton. Yeah, yeah, and, and really it quite nice. Does a little like, you know, but but it also silences the monsters because you know it's you know it's deadly. Well, they're babies too. Yeah, pacifies them in in a more lethal way. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, three shot click. Yeah. Oops. Oh god, laughing. Spotting opal. Ooh, spotting opals. Ooh. Yeah. Or spotted opals. Yeah. Um, kind of like the idea of, like, a mining game where mm. you're mining for opals. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe all the currency. Kind of like Hyd- Hydrogenia or whatever that game is, but more on the on I was the point kind of, of getting of- a, a Dome Keeper vibe. It's like a 2D mining game in a way where essentially you- I mean, in Domekeeper specifically, it's between waves of monsters. So you dig down into the earth, bring back resources to basically make both your mining and then your defensive capabilities more powerful. Um, but going a little bit back to the automation side of things, I feel like a side, side on automated mining game. That could be kind of cool. Could be kind of cool. Um, I do like the idea of you bringing in the idea, uh, bringing in the the sort of canary idea. So, you, yeah, having to make sure that you got a canary with yes, you, yes, having like these hazards they, and things, yeah, and methane pockets and yeah, yeah, exactly. So again, procedurally generated underground caverns and stuff with different veins of things, but instead of you just going around, you know, in a Minecrafty way or whatever, um, digging them up, it's about no building. Ladders and pulleys and lifts and mine carts and exhaust, like making sure that you like yes, you you can't have a a build up of carbon monoxide down there and all that sort of stuff. It could be a little bit steampunky too, where the what you're powering these things is through like coal power and stuff, but it's got emissions that you know you can't yeah you can't uh, have build up too much. You need exhaust fans and. And canaries to tell you yeah. when it's getting too too bad. Yeah, that's. Cool. I mean, can- canaries are literally they they're your main source to tell. Okay, like they're effectively like the smoke alarm. It's just when they stop squawking, that's when that's when. There's yeah, exactly. Problems. <laughs> and you have a whole like aviary up up the top, <laughs> just filled with hundreds of pigeons. Um, sorry, hundreds of canaries <laughs> or pigeons, maybe whatever. <laughs> pigeons are for delivering messages. You got two Averys, one for you know yeah. delivering messages, one for the canaries that are going down the, the mine. 
Um, because when one dies, it's like, oh shit, yeah. like there's too much stuff in this mine. But also we need to replace the fucking canary. So send a dude up, get another canary, yeah. bring it down once you've cleared it out, you know? And then once you've gone far enough, then you can, you know, have like a dumb waiter sort of set down so that you can, you can click, um, order new canary and they yeah. can drop one down, like through the, um, through the dumb waiter. Down yeah, to, that's it. Well, know, I'm, th- I'm thinking in 57th a 57th level. Yeah, in, in these very, like, oxygen not included ways or, like, Minecraft or whatever, you, you end up getting sensors and ways to trigger off particular little processes that, that you've automated throughout your whole your whole mine. Ooh, I kind of like the idea that as everything is sort of coal-powered, and I like the idea that, you, you know, obviously it's then combustion sort of stuff, mm-hmm. you're setting fires down there, which takes up some of the oxygen. Right. So- you need to work out how you're going to get more oxygen down into certain parts of the mine. The further, yep. the further down you are, the more that you have to actually think about, okay, I need to be able to take the exhaust out, but also bring more new fresh oxygen mm. in that, you know. Well, that's interesting as well that you might have less traditional mining methods. It's not just digging and explosives. Some of it is depending on the material, but it's like, Oh, down here we've got these huge pockets of ice. So yeah, we're setting fires, like we're setting using fucking napalm basically to or flamethrowers or whatever, yeah. you know, to 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 melt through it over time. Um and then over here we've got things where I don't know, you need acid or something or you know, you have to get through it in other ways and, and, have to and you deal only, with the repercussions of all these things. You, you saw the acid pools, you know, the other side of the, side of the mining map. Yeah. So, it's like- Yeah, so you have to actually how, mine how you the resources to get yeah. through. It's almost a, it's almost Metroidvania-ish then where it's like, okay, you're starting and you're mining opals for currency and whatever, but yeah. then you're mining coal to power your, you know, your, your devices- and then you come across the acid pit. It's like, oh, well, with this acid, I can build the tools I need to get through this section that was previously but what is the only what is the only thing strong enough to actually carry the acid? Well, it's diamond because right. you you know you have to scrape out a little bit of the inside, but then that that becomes a um a diamond encrusted container that yep. you know isn't going to melt as fast. So you're having to build things to turn the coal into diamond compression techniques. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, so <laughs> you got a hydraulic press. <laughs> yeah, it says making diamond, diamond, diamonds, uh, diamond buckets of acid. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have very soft spot for those sorts of little automation. I, I kind of like though. the idea that diamonds, like there are diamond dozen. A diamond like, dozen, yeah, yeah, diamond dozen. Um, you literally get there. You just diamond start building just, stuff out of diamond to begin it, it's, with. It's it's the most abundant material, but yeah. it's really really hard to work with. Yeah, and really really hard to like. You get a you get a diamond vein. It's like oh shit, you know. Bring bring out you know, <laughs> bring out the diamond tip saw because the only thing that can get through diamond it's is diamond. More diamond. Like yeah, it's like god damn it. There's so much diamond here, and you just know all that- this useless diamond. Yeah, the only thing this diamond's useful useful for is cutting through more diamond. Yeah. It's super, super hard, but it also means that it's like the most annoying thing to actually go through. Yeah. And then what you, what you're really looking for is that sweet, sweet coal. And of course, the, the amazing opals. Like if you yeah, find well, the opals, are, that's your, that's your moneymaker. Yeah. <laughs> I just love the idea that like you find gold and it's like, Oh God, again, another gold vein is like cool. This useless soft metal. Sparkly that- rock. <laughs> 
God, this useless soft metal. It doesn't, it doesn't even look good. It's like, oh, pewter. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> quartz. I found some quartz of everybody. Oh my God. It's sparkly. Oh, it's so good. Simon. <laughs> oh, all oh. this gold. <gasps> Is that fool's gold? <laughs> <laughs> what's, the, what's the Latin name for that? I can't remember. Oh, I don't know. Is uh, three, two, one. Click. Yeah. Burn. You are in. Meantime. Ooh. So is this a game from the perspective of someone's ashes? Because it's like what's happening in the meantime. Oh. It's like starts at their wake. Oh, it starts at the funeral. And then yeah. and you, it's you, transported. But it's that view. It's like that, that, that view, from, view from where, you know, uh, where you, when you've attached from, a camera from, to something. From the feet of the coffin, it's just looking up out into the, out into the group. You see- you know, oh right, and okay. It, and it follows through in, the, into the um, into the crematorium. Into the crematorium, you see the fly, the flame going. Yeah, you know, um, edited by such and such. You know, and seeing all all the credits, the credits rolling. Yeah, the credits Over rolling. Cre- yeah, and then you know they take they take the ashes out and put it put it into the urn, and the camera is still like it happens to come out when when like as they're shoveling know, the last shovel of ashes. The, you see the, the shovel come through, yeah. and it brings the camera with it, and, and then pulls it into the urn, and it's just sitting on top of the urn now. And yeah. it's like now it's from the point of view of the urn, and it's just following this urn. There's something cool about that, like and and hearing you know the family having having discussions and all this mm-hmm. sort of stuff. Yeah, and you exactly. can sort of um, sort of control like little bits and pieces. I'm, I'm thinking. Oh, I'm almost picturing. <laughs> what if what if what it actually is is your. You are the ghost of this, this person, person yeah. but across the course of the game, you are slowly starting to figure out how to influence things. And so, at one point, it, like, prompts you to, like, move the thumbstick forward and you see this ghostly hand kind of, like, trying to get out of the urn and, like, getting pulled back in. And it's like, it turns the radio. And yeah, it's like- whatever. Like, it's something nearby and it's just, to, yeah, turn the change the channel on the radio. Uh, and so, yeah, you start getting to the point where you can affect things that are- Directly, that have been put on the mantle, basically, like they've been put down directly next to the urn. As like a cat, you know, cat lateral damage where you can knock shit off. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Well, and then they get a cat and they knock you off. And then that's like, you know, they put you into maybe a different place. And that's, that's what changes up some of the things you can do then because now there are different things near you. Um, oh, you're, you're in the cupboard for a little bit. You know, they didn't want it. They, yeah, yeah. Yet the the teenage you know the the teenage granddaughter was getting freaked out because she wanted to make out on the couch you know with someone <laughs> and didn't want her grandfather her grandfather's urn sitting there looking and so you just you see a crack through the through the cupboard that's all you see you, you, but you hear everything but <laughs> I heard everything uh yeah you hear everything or you can interrupt because you can like rustle a bag of chips or something. <laughs> It's weird in the pantry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can knock over like a jar of pickles. And, you know, you right next to you, Sultana Brown is like, knock. Yeah. <laughs> All yeah. over the floor and, you know, Elise comes out and she goes, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Like, we've got rats or something. <laughs> like, and who nope, put my dad in here? Who put, yeah. And who put granddad in here? Oh, shit. Three, two, one, click. Let's, right, let's one, do one, one last. This is speed round. Speed round. Opponent. Canvassing. Um, that just started up the next episode. 
really was a speed round. I'm, I've closed the thing. Just started. Yeah. So, I've stopped that now. Uh, opponent. Potency. Potency. Mm. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Potency. What? You're mixing up opponents somehow, like mixing ingredients to make- Mega opponents. Fighters. Or you're genetically breeding them, maybe. Maybe it's more about- Yeah. Genetically, like, like uh, selectively breeding- it's kind of like the other, like the other side of Rogue Legacy, of oh, okay. you're actually you're actually the bad, the bad yep. guy who yep. set up this this thing, and you're trying to you're trying to bring all the um all the heroes in, but the idea is that you're trying to make sure that they die so that you can get their DNA. Well, and- or or instead of playing the actual bad guy, it is similar to Rogue Legacy, but the monsters all have genetic traits. And so, the ones who survive, the next time you come through, they are the ones who have bred. And so, mm. it's changing up the behavior of all of the monsters in this in these dungeons on every run. Oh, so, the, the next time the hero comes through, they may not be able to um, get away with, you know, using the double jump like they did last time. Because yeah, because now- the, they've got a move that, like, moves them faster. Or, counters that. Yeah. Or, or it- it you know jumps up and swipes in the air and it's like oh so now your hero has to slide under and the yeah, next one that's it because like jumps it- and stomps like yeah 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 basically that over time I guess I guess though I wonder if I wonder how many runs I wonder if you need to simulate some of the runs as well so that it's like there's a fitness algorithm there for I mean yeah I guess it could just be the ones that the player doesn't kill breed mm-hmm. um. And then you being the your your player actually being the um the are you, are you thinking that we control the the monsters as no to- no I think you control the player I think it's the hero sort of, it's sort of the it's hero just- I think it's sort of a traditional roguelike in that sense but it's just the monsters that survive are breeding and and their traits yeah. carry on um essentially making the whole thing more lethal for you every time and potentially like. They may branch out a little bit further in in this. Well, then you have um, mutations and stuff coming in too. Well, for sure, I, what I'm right? what I'm talking about is more the level. So it's not always the same level. Like you may come back to this level later on. It's like, oh yeah, even though I thought I got all of them, you know, this, there must have been you know something that that got missed or whatever. But now they've expanded this level out even further, so it does go a little bit deeper. Yeah, and well, got- well, that's it. I think you can figure out. Yeah, how how they're distributed through the levels and, and how that works. But I like the idea of having ones that are just like, they end up being mostly invisible and <laughs> they're just completely cheese and enemies that it's like, well, you've only got yourself to blame. You should have killed more of the invisible ones. <laughs> <laughs> or you shouldn't have used your eyes so much. And then- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, should have gone by sound. They're very noisy, but if you're not good enough. All right, I think I think let's end, end the episode there. Yep, cool. So thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. If you'd like to find all of our previous episodes, go to podchaser.com slash Bitstorm. Uh, check them out. Leave us a review. And, uh, yeah, tell us- uh, Tell us a story. Tell us a story. Tell us a story about the time that a portal opened in your town and- uh, Yeah. What you did. Yeah, and what you did to pacify the monsters. Mm. Mm. Um. If you want to hear how we did it, uh, check out <laughs> Mad Defiance from from the album Containment Failure by the band Kuradust. Uh, there's there's, sort there's of a story in there. there. Yeah, there's, there's fighting monsters, kind of. Yeah. 
that's how that's how we handled it. We we played music. Yeah, that's right. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Travis Scott, and I am your grandfather's ghost. Oh, I knocked over the top right? Oh shit. Thank <laughs> you.